The Perfect Ten with Steve Allen, voice of the NRL and six-time radio award winner. Hi and welcome to The Perfect Ten. In the coming weeks and months, you'll hear from athletes, musicians, business people, basically anyone I bump into that's got a great story. So with only 10 minutes, let's get to our first guest. I actually coached this outstanding young man in AFL. He was a promising athlete, but there was no way I could envisage that he'd go to the Winter Olympics in the sport of four-man bobsled. His pathway changed when he did his ACL. It made him take up the sport of CrossFit, and suddenly he became one of the best power athletes in the country. So let's get cracking. Lockie Reedy, welcome to The Perfect Ten. Steve, it's great to be on here. Thanks for having me on The Perfect Ten. What I think people will love about this podcast is you are the classic case of right place at the right time. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah, I really was in the right place at the right time. Luckily for me, I always had a good work ethic. So, you know, I got where I was from working hard. Like I was never a, you know, a champion Australian sprinter. I was never a champion weightlifter. The five years of, you know, kind of specific training, I you know became one of the most powerful athletes in, you know, obviously in the team and in that whole, you know, I guess in the nation, which was cool. So you head to Canada on a working holiday. Is that correct? Yeah, I wanted to snowboard and ski. Uh, I wanted to see North America. It's a beautiful place. Going over there, I learned a lot, obviously, about myself, but, you know, learned a lot about the direction of my career and, you know, pursuits after a couple of years of kind of nomadic lifestyle traveling and seeing North America. When you first got there, do you remember, is it vivid seeing the four-man bobsleigh? And what was that like? Yeah, it was... um I do remember it vividly. Um, I actually came across it in the summer of 2014. So just post Sochi, they were recruiting new athletes. And I remember going to the track in Calgary and they used to do, well, they still do summer tourist rides. So essentially it's a a sled that's on pneumatic wheels and it runs down the concrete track. So I remember pairing up with Heath Spence, who was the pilot in 2014, um, who I actually trained with for three of the four years on this last Olympic cycle. And he um, took me down the track. And obviously, it resembles bobsled, but it's a little bit different. And But I just remember going down, I think we got up to about 90 k's an hour, which is quick, but it's nothing in comparison to when you're on the ice. But um, I loved it. I remember having a sore head and sore neck, but I enjoyed it. And I kind of, you know, the love for it or the excitement around it started from there. Possibly the only analogy I can compare it to is when I was surfing in Fiji. And it's a massive reef break in the middle of the ocean. But my recollections are it's incredibly loud and it is daunting. Uh, you've got a real fear factor there. And I'd imagine bobsleigh is something similar. Yeah, it's it's either step up and you know get fired up or people kind of become remiss and step away from the sport. So I actually trained for the whole summer in North America and it wasn't until obviously it got cooler where you're actually I could actually try bobsled, you know, proper bobsled on ice so i trained for the five months or so leading up to the winter in north america without even actually trying the sport because you know there's no ice on the track so the first time i went down was in a two-man bobsled and it was yeah it was i was crapping my pants it was you know you just you don't know what to expect it's people always tell you it's like jumping in a um a metal tin and getting rolled down the hill or you know going and doing a you know a, a double cycle in the bloody washing machine so and it was pretty similar to that. So I um I got in, you know, I had mouth guard in, bloody pads on, you know, helmet on, and I just got pushed off the top like I was sitting behind Heath. I didn't 
didn't push the sled. I didn't sprint behind it. It was literally sit in and hold on. And when he, you know, when Heath called out down the bottom to brake, then I would pull the brake on. So extremely disorientated. I didn't know where I was in space. Like I didn't know if I should have my eyes open or closed. And yeah, I was just getting rattled. But it was, you know, it was exhilarating. I loved it. I teed up with this really influential physiotherapist in Canmore, which is about an hour from Calgary. It's just at the foothills of the mountains in Banff, about 20 k's from Banff. And he was working alongside the Nordic teams of Canada, so cross-country and biathlon teams. Uh, luckily for me, he did a lot of close work with them and needed assistance in, you know, doing biomechanical analysis and, you know, improving their training and symmetry in their movements because these athletes are phenomenal we say legs and lungs but they don't have a lot of coordination and or symmetry a lot in their movements so for us the like you know the theory was if you can get them moving better then you know they're going to perform better so i was working alongside him and met a couple of people involved in bobsled and i essentially just sent an email off to uh the canadian team and said i'd love to i just wanted to try it out not as an athlete just as a you know a visitor or a tourist the lady i spoke to sent me Heath's way. I got in contact with him and, you know, he kind of asked immediately when I spoke to him, he goes, oh, you know, how heavy are you? How fast are you? How strong are you? That kind of stuff. And I kind of replied with some of my stats and he wanted to catch up with me because he was looking for guys and kind of went from try like wanting to try the sport to, you know, you might have potential to be good at this sport. So that was the kind of crossroads I was at. Could you keep a straight face? We all saw cool runnings. There must have been times you were just pinching yourself. It must have felt surreal. It was, yeah. I uh, Actually, my brother, sister, and I grew up watching cool runnings, and we, we have family jokes and references to the movie. So it was really quite you know comedic that I would eventually bobsled. Um, and when I first told my brother and sister that you know I was going to do this or try this, they just thought you know it's like Lockie's doing one of his things again, or you know, yeah, sure. You know, next thing that I'm you know I'm in a sled and going down the down the track. So yeah, it was pretty surreal. And Calgary was the birthplace of uh, you know the Cool Runnings team in 1988. So to be back there on that track and training there, it was pretty cool. Ideally, you're going to be between. 95 and 115 kilos and you know be able to sprint 30 meters in under you know 385 like 3.9 seconds essentially that's like bare minimum you're going to be be able to sprint 30 meters under that and you're looking at power cleans you know over 150 kilos up to 160 kilos or so for single reps so it's they're pretty significant numbers you know what about heroes you met during that time i'm sure you met some of the best canadians of all time yeah, you know, Jesse Lumsden is one that comes to mind. So he was a CFL player, you know, he trialed in the NFL and kind of didn't quite make it. But um, he was an influential bobsledder. He'd been to, you know, three Olympics or another one's Lascelles Brown. He was, he's a five-time Olympian. You know, he went as a part of the Jamaican team and he's been four times with Canada. So pretty influential people, you know, that, you know, and they're just beasts you know they're powerful athletes and you kind of look at them coming into the sport and you see these guys warming up at the top of the track and they're just these like these freak athletes and you're thinking shit man like i gotta i gotta compete against this so being a rookie coming into my first season i was thinking fire out i've got some work to do but it really inspired me to think you know i want to fly the aussie flag you know proudly and you know do do well tell us about the pilot are they like uh in the cockpit of a formula one an f111 or in the australian's case is it like a boeing 737 yeah the ability to control a bobsled is something that's acquired over you know hundreds and thousands of runs down a track you know let alone many different tracks so 
the timing for those guys behind the D-rings or the, you know, behind the wheel, it's crucial to their success. So what they do is pretty phenomenal. It's hard to keep those things on all four runners. Give us the specifics of the sled itself. Uh, a four-man sled is between 220 and 240 kilos, more or less. Um, when you're looking at sled and athletes, it has to be a minimum and maximum weight. So you're looking at around about 630 kilos max weight for a four-man sled with four athletes in it. When have you been seriously scared for your life in one of these babies? Mate, the first time I crashed. So I went through the sport for three years without crashing in a bobsled, which is which is pretty good. They used to call me the golden goose because <laughs> I was like really good luck in the sled. And I was really happy being the golden goose because, uh, you know, crashing sucks. It wasn't until this Olympic season, we went over to Pyeongchang for a test event in October and we actually crashed. There's only four of us over there. So we're over there for a test week and we crashed and I got severely concussed. Um, you know, my helmet split. I was you know in ambulance off to hospital getting scans, the work. So I didn't tell mum and dad that, but um, <laughs> they know now. Hey, mum. Hey, dad. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was that was a really big shakeup because I was thinking, you know, it's out of my control if we stay upright or not. And obviously, progressing into the season, I'm thinking, you know, if I, you know, sustain a you know, severe injury, then that really jeopardizes, you know, my chance of ever making the Olympics. Let alone, you know, something more serious like you know having you know neck or spinal injury. So it gives you a little bit of a shakeup. Take medals out of the equation. Who are the best pilots in the world and why? Uh, the late Stephen Holcomb, um, an absolute freak, probably one of the best ever pilots. He was a USA pilot, unfortunately passed away last or last year. He was yeah, one of the best ever pilots, just a freak, exceptional athlete. That is part one of Lockie Reedy on the Perfect Ten, our version of Cool Runnings, representing Australia in the four-man bobsled at the Winter Olympics. Next week, we talk about Pyeongchang and the sickening crash by the Aussies that made worldwide headlines. Hope you've enjoyed the podcast and catch you next time. The Perfect 10.